up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for July 23rd, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. We are back in the Orland studio, which means all week I will be trying to get the sound levels to be correct just in time to be on the road again this weekend, but more on that later this week. A couple quick housekeeping things. I didn't mention it the past couple days, but be sure to check out the new Back to the Future. We take a look at the 01 through 06 Phillies. It's available wherever you get your podcast. That's Back to the Future with a PH. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave a message, a review. All of those things help the algorithm out as we're trying to grow this. And speaking of growing, we do have some things lined up on the horizon. I mentioned I'm working with some folks from the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. More on that as we work out some of the details. I have some things lined up for football season. I have a meeting tonight. So lots of good things on the horizon. So be sure to like, subscribe. That way you get everything sent to your inbox. Listen every day. Tell your friends, tell your families, tell your enemies, tell whoever. Have your dog subscribe and listen. Uh, it's all good. All right. Tough one for the Phils. And talk about a frustrating, frustrating loss. Wheeler was just on fire what you wanted from your ace with a three-game losing streak he went out there and pitched amazingly unfortunately one there could only manage two hits and two Bryson Stott uh, Brandon Marsh and Nick Castellanos I'm not really sure what they were doing uh, an easy <clears throat> excuse me ball that should have been caught Somehow ended up uh, falling in between the three of them, which ultimately then led to the the uh, Guardians' only run. And it's not even like they hit the ball hard off of him to get that run. So it's it was very frustrating. Uh, they've dropped four in a row now. Expected them to sort of come back to earth. I mean, that's fine. But man, oh man, that, that was just a... Frustrating way. Nolan's on the mound today to try to to end this losing streak. Um, and then, I mean, they have a tough tough road ahead coming right back into Citizens Bank Park against the Orioles, who are first place in the AL East and have been hot this year. So you definitely need this one. Uh, so hopefully Nola can pitch like he did last time out and just have them move on. If you want more Phillies coverage, check out our friends at 2008 Phils. They have the biggest Phillies email newsletter in the world. It is a must read for all Phillies fans. I read it all the time. I've told you I've gotten I've gotten ideas from from it for this podcast. Just and it's very entertaining too. Uh, and if you act now, if you click on the link in the description. They're offering, for a limited time, 75% off for all This Day in Philly Sports History listeners. Click that exclusive link, and a subscription gets you access to all of their archives, all of their new stuff. They have the free site, but, I mean, the stuff behind the paywall is incredible. Access to all the chats. There's always a lot of good discussions, especially when uh, the Phillies right now are in the throes of that losing streak. There were some good discussions about Bryce playing first base. Uh Just worth it for that. But on top of that, you get the 2008 World Series Championship banner t-shirt. 2008 Phils will follow your Twitter account. There's a lot of folks that follow him 
So it's a good good person to be on your radar if you're trying to grow your Twitter following, get access to special giveaways, autographs, tickets, memorabilia, all that stuff. And it's all for $2 a month or pay $20 for the whole year. I definitely recommend it. Highly worth it. I'm a subscriber myself. So click that link for 75% off of your subscription exclusively for This Day in Philly Sports History listeners. All right. Time now for our daily As the Harden Turns update. And this one's an interesting one that I saw a couple people posting about yesterday. And if he decides to hold out, he could potentially void his contract and could lead for the Sixers to basically say, no, you're not going to become a free agent uh, because you screwed us. I don't know if it would ever come to that, but because of the way the CBA is written, if a player holds out during the final year of his contract, it could lead to him being in violation of the contract, and then they could go from there. Uh, I don't know ultimately what would happen with that. I know Ben Simmons uh, did not do that. He did come in, if you remember, and basically was just a jerk and got kicked out of practice, uh, which led to all of that. So then once the Sixers made that move. So I don't know how they're going to play it. But it just adds a little wrinkle to the whole story. But things are going to get uncomfortable, as Harden said. So we'll see what happens. Uh, But if they can somehow get rid of him and P.J. Tucker in the same deal, I will be on board. Sign me up. I will drive them to the airport to get them out of town. Eagles start training camp next week. And it seems like to me, especially coming off a Super Bowl loss, it's been a very, very quiet off season for them, which I think is good, it means there's not a lot of turmoil going on. I mean, you hear a lot of stories about the Eagles, but not from the Eagles, if that makes sense. You have Debo Samuel still bitching about the uh, the the NFC Championship game and Brock Purdy and walking out of interviews. You have C.J. Gardner Johnson still talking trash, which I mean, again, I said it the other day. It's cute. I mean, he misses us. He he knows he'd much rather be here, but like a little kid in first grade who pulls the pigtails of the girl he likes, he's talking trash about the Eagles and the fans because he really is in love with us and wants us to be here. But I digress. Uh, the big story yesterday, and I, I think this is just uh, the perfect. Uh, epitome of the fact that there's not really much going on and that's a good thing is the biggest story was that Jalen Hurts's Madden number was too low and I mean I'm so far removed from the Madden scene that I don't even know what it is or I mean I know what Madden is but like what his number is what they think it should be and I I mean it just I I got kind of I got lost after Madden 93 Um, that was really the last game Madden 94 was not good um, so I'm partial to Madden 93 and that just goes to show how far out of the Madden loop I am. But if that is the biggest story heading into training camp is Jalen Hurts's Madden rating, we must be doing something right. All right. Today, we are going to go back to 1990. And on this day in 1990, the Phillies beat the Mets seven to four. Frank Viola, pitching for the Mets, uh, was cruising. He had a 4-0 lead, had a no-hitter going, and then a black cat wandered in front of the Mets' dugout in the bottom of the fifth inning. 
I don't know if you're superstitious or not. However, he took that no-hitter into the sixth inning. All of a sudden, the Phillies score five runs on one hit. Uh, and that hit was a Dickie Thon grand slam. Uh, he gave up three walks, and there was an error, uh, which led to the five runs. Uh, pitcher Daryl Ackerfelds for the Phillies had another hit, uh, but was left on base after they scored the five runs. So the Black Cat really turned the tide for Frank Viola and the Mets uh, on this day. Um that nineteen that nineteen ninety team was wasn't too bad actually. They were seventy seven and eighty five. Terry Mulholland pitched a no hitter, but they were thrown out of lineup with a young Darren Dalton before he came into his own. Uh, Von Hayes, Lenny Dykstra, John Cruck, both of those guys were just new to the Phillies. Uh, Charlie Hayes was on that team. Dale Murphy was on that team. So they were just. Uh, there were a couple years from a 90 loss season, but also a couple more years from going to the World Series. But on this day in 1990, the Black Cat jinxed the Mets and led to Frank Viola giving up a grand slam after having a no hitter. Uh, the Phillies winning seven to four. Uh, they've got five runs on Viola on just the one hit, uh, but. You got to love it. Uh, you love to see the Mets implode like that, even back in 1990. You know who won't implode? Phillygoat.com. <clears throat> it is back to school season. Why not grab some t-shirts for your kids for back to school? Grab some for yourself for back to school. Uh, they have whatever you need, they have. They have such a wide selection. Anything you can imagine. Uh, Phillies, Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, Union, Philly sports, our Philly culture, Philly boxing, you name it, they have it, and they're comfortable shirts. So go check them out. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off your order. Make sure it has the Philly or the authentic Philly goat on the sleeve. All right. Speaking of the Union, uh, they opened up the League's Cup uh Group stage last night with a 3-1 to one over Club Tijuana. Uh, they will be looking to play again later this week, but a good win for them down at Subaru Park. Now it is time for the Philly Sports Most Lovable Loser Tournament Update, and we are slowly getting near our Final Four. Today, or yesterday in the Flyers Regional, the 96-97 Flyers knocked off my favorite, the 99-2000 team, with 60% of the vote. They will play the number 5 seed, 86-87 team on Wednesday. Today we go to the Phillies Regional, and it is another doozy. And as we're getting later in this tournament, that's what we're going to have. But the number 1 seed... 2009 Phillies will take on the number five seed, 1983 Phillies. I have a feeling this one might fall along generational lines, and that's okay. The winner will play the 2022 Phillies, the number six seed, on Thursday. Uh, first, the 2009 seed, they were, or 2009 team, I should say, they were the defending champs. They went 93 and 69. It was their third straight playoff year. They picked up Raul Abanez that year. They added Cliff Lee at the trade deadline. They later signed Pedro Martinez in August. And they just dominated the National League. They won the division by six games, beat the Rockies three games to one in the divisional series, beat the Dodgers four games to one in the NLCS. And then they got to the Yankees and lost four games to two after splitting the first two games in. New York, <clears throat> the first game back at Citizens Bank Park, A-Rod hit a home run off of the Fox uh, Sports 
camera in right field. They reviewed it and they said it was a home run, even though I don't know. I, I think if the camera wasn't there, it would not have been a home run. But they said since it hit the camera, it was a home run. It was just a, a, a complete and total mess. And I still am bitter about that to this day. Hideki Matsui had the series of his life winning the MVP. Uh, so they were just a very disappointing team overall. They take on the number five 1983 Phillies, the Wheeze Kids. They went 90 and 72, got off to the slow start. They had all the old guys. It took them a little a bit of time, I guess, to get loose that season. Uh, Pat Corrales, the manager, was fired in mid-July. Paul Owens took over, and they ended up running away with the division, winning by six games. Beat the Dodgers again in the NLCS, three games to one. Uh, still getting payback from those early 70 or late 70s teams. But they won game one and then lost the next four against the Orioles. It was kind of the last hurrah for that team as it was their sixth playoff appearance in eight seasons. And then they would not get back for another 10 years in 1993. Played this out on What If Sports. And it was all 83. They beat them 80%, eight games to 10, or eight games to two in the 10 game series. So it's your turn now. Who wins, the 09 Phillies or the 1983 Phillies? And I think the key in that series on what if sports was the uh, starting pitching for the 83 team. So now it's your turn. Tell me what you think. Is it the 09 Phillies or the 83 team for a spot in the regional finals against last year's Phillies team? Let me know. Vote comment whatever you need to do be sure to check out our friends at 2008 phils as well as phillygoat.com what's going to be the new update for as the heart turns tomorrow let's hope that Aaron Nola can pitch well and the phils can just get some run support man like they they, they got to score you can't get shut out i mean especially when your ace uh, gives up one run, then he shouldn't even have given up. Like they could still be playing the way that game was playing out. You gotta score, guys. You have to score. On this day, 1990, the Phils beat the Mets seven to four, breaking up Frank Viola's no hitter after the Black Cat walked in front of the Mets dugout. It's probably one of the cats that live with the rats in the old vet. But I digress. This has been this day in Philly sports history. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go enjoy this beautiful Sunday, and until next time, I'll see you when I see you.